to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh-huh, uh-huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Salvation! Salvation is essentially the state of being saved from the penalty of sin. How simple is that? Salvation is essentially the state of being saved from the penalty of sin. This is accomplished by believing in God, whom the Gospels reveal, not by praying a sinner's prayer. Yeah, I'm about to bust this. This you, you knew it was coming. Acts 16 and 30. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Here's what you must do. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And thy house. Didn't walk them through a prayer. Told them to believe. Because you can walk somebody through a prayer and they don't believe. So you got to make sure they believe. Look at somebody and say believe. That's why we call it adamant believers because we adamantly believe. Our belief is etched in stone and adamantium. Rock solid belief. Amen. Our belief is why we're saved. Look at somebody and say you're saved because you believe. The God of the Bible saves us. The God of the Bible saves us. When we hear the gospel and believe in God, what? We can be saved. That's why it's so important to preach the gospel. When you hear the gospel, you can be saved. You've been on your job before and somebody has asked you about salvation or being saved. You don't tell them, well, see, it's kind of like this and it's kind of like that. No. You go straight to the Gospels. And you preach the Gospel to them. That's right. And let the Spirit of the Lord draw them. Through the Gospel. Amen? They don't need to get saved because of some neo uh, feel-good opportunity to overcome bad feelings did that make sense no they need to be saved by the gospels this is the gospel of Jesus Christ because if they're saved and fall in love with the gospel then you don't have to worry about them reading it once they're saved but if they're saved because they want to feel better than they're feeling right now then they're just going to turn on TV and watch the old scenes and you know that kind of thing and just feel good all the time so they save when they feel good. 
And they, 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 they're not saved when they feel bad. It's all relative because it wasn't based on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. When we hear the gospel and believe in God, we can be saved. Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Now, that don't mean I go in the grocery store. Hey, Alasha! What happened to the peas? That don't have nothing to do with you being ashamed. The gospel is ashamed of you at that point. <laughs> the gospel go to ducking. Oh, Lord. Woman and... Hey, man, that, that's not what it means. I'm not ashamed. I, I've lost 10 jobs because I'll just say anything. That's, that's no. No, that's, that's not what this means. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the what? Power of God and the salvation. The power of God that makes you saved is the gospel of Christ. So if you're not in love with the gospel, you're not in love with the truth of the word, you're not in love with the Bible, chances are you're not saved. You just like feeling good. The music in here, the bass, the drums, the brother Corey rolling in the background, all that stuff just making you feel good. It's not based on the gospel. You should be in love with the gospel. Believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ causes us to confess our sins to God and live according to his commands. Believing in the gospel of Jesus Christ causes us to confess our sins to God and live according to his commands. His word instructs us. His ministers teach us. Our faith is strengthened by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? This is simple. But somebody needs this today. Saved by faith. Romans 10 9 was spoken to believers. Oh, see that? Look at that. We use it as a sinner's prayer, but it was spoken to believers. Paul was talking to the church. In this passage, the Apostle Paul described the transformation of those by faith submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. It is not a sinner's prayer. In fact, God did not authorize a specific prayer that must be prayed in order to be saved. Although it is biblical, listen, for a sinner to pray to God to be saved, it is not biblical to say someone is saved just because he repeated a sinner's prayer. A whole bunch of these folks just not saved. You're gonna you're gonna walk the lesbian lovers through the sinner's prayer, and they leave holding hands. Did they believe? Are they in love with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do they want the truth? Then why are you walking them through that? Although I'm gonna say it again because it was good. It is biblical for a sinner to pray to God to be saved. It is not biblical to say someone is saved just because he repeated a sinner's prayer. Romans 10 and 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
This is for believers. This is for you. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You don't do this one time and stop. Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. You do that one time and then stop. Can I preach in here? Believing in Christ and his finished work on the cross requires what? Faith. This is the thing. This is why you will never see me. I don't argue with an atheist. Dude, I can't argue with you because you don't have faith and I do. So why would I argue with a faithless person? I can't force you to believe in God. I can't force you to believe what I'm saying. All I can do is offer the gospel to you and you have to believe in it. Amen. We are saved by faith. Walking by faith is a what? Active and ongoing process. Because faith without works is dead. So faith has to produce works. Amen? You're not saved by works, but because you're saved, you produce works. Let me say that again. We're not saved by works. But because we are saved, We produce works. Does that make sense? It is unbiblical to subscribe to any doctrine that promises its adherents eternal salvation based on a one-time confession of faith. I need to say it again. It is unbiblical to subscribe to any doctrine that promises its adherents eternal salvation based on a one-time time pulling the chair out sitting in the chair confession of faith take the chair away they become a devil I mean are they going to walk around with the chair all the time have it in the back seat it's not about what they say when they're in the chair it's about what they do when they get out of the chair oh boy somebody fell in the wrong church this morning somebody has a chair with them Once saved, always saved theology is flawed. Let me say it again. Once saved, always saved. That don't even make any sense. Because every 5% was saved. Every Hebrew Israelite was saved. They don't join those fresh out of the box. They've been Christians before. And then they got hurt or something went wrong and they switched. But because they're saved, you mean to tell me that the Hebrew Israelite that's going to be a ghetto in heaven? Because he one time came up and sat in the chair, that's going to hold him forever? When the Bible specifically states that everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, is not going to enter in. And then he says, let me explain the Lord, Lord, folks. He said, let me tell you what they're going to sound like. They're going to sound like some ex-preachers. Didn't I cast out devils? Didn't I heal the sick in your name? And he's going to say, sorry. But you never believed. Who was he talking to? And how do you make that fit the one save always say? Weren't they saved? If they were doing the works of the Lord? Consistent belief is necessary for the believer. Look at somebody say consistent. Consistent, consistent belief. That's why no, 
Punks can't be saved. I'm not talking about homosexuals. I'm talking about just people that just punk out in life. You're just a punk. You're not going to make it. Because you're not going to be able to keep believing. Amen. You, if you punk out all the time, you're going to punk out of this too. You're not going to have the strength to keep believing. Anybody can believe when it's going good. When things are going good. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's when they, they say this. Talk to them. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, hey. It just, it's all over. Yeah. They let a few bad things happen. How you doing, brother? talking about apostles Paul writing the Bible staring out of a window at his own chopping block what in the world looking out the window still transcribing chopping block no he knew the chopping block was for him he's still writing Hebrew boys looking in the furnace furnace was so hot when they opened it up folks died now that's hot folks died when they opened it and his brother's like I mean any one of us in here can punk out but we don't because we're adamant believers that means we adamantly what believe you're going to let hard times change you then you're not an adamant believer you're a fair weather believer you can't stick to what you said you're not a you're just not cut you're just not cut out for this because is it going to get tough has it gotten tough on anybody did you quit so I don't want to hear one save I don't want to hear that that theology is flawed consistent belief is necessary for the believer. A person that stops believing is no longer a what? See, believing means that you are believing. Believer and believing. See, if you believe, then you're a believer. That means you are believing. But when you stop believing, you're no longer a believer because you no longer believe. If you no longer believe, then how can you be a believer? Can you be a believer that doesn't believe? (laughs) Is that possible? Are we, I mean, are we kidding ourselves? So God looks at Paul and Peter and these guys that went through. Then he looks at all the murders in in the dark ages of the Christians, the Catholic Church killing everybody. Then he looks at the persecution even now in those areas. They're getting ready to bomb some of those areas where they're after hiding underground to have services and worship Christians. He looks at all that and then he look at you <laughs> chilling in the cut. One day you're saved and the next day you're growing the long Rick Ross. <laughs> Come on now. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Can't be. How are you going to justify your lack of belief? So you know when a person believes because when a person believes they have works that meet their belief. Amen? Oh yeah, when you believe Santa Claus was coming, you start acting right. Nobody want to upset Santa. Some of you still don't and you're grown. 
you knew Santa. You know, now you, you're grown, so you know Santa is your husband or your wife. So you start acting good around Christmas. Hey, baby, give me a hug. We just hold it hand. We don't never hold hands, but something, something about to happen. So come on, baby. Ah, yeah. Oh, love you. Mm-hmm. It's because you want something. You don't ever act like that. You want something because you know something's coming. Amen? That's belief. You believe unto whatever it is that you're trying to receive. So when we believe unto Christ, then we obey his word. But a person that stops believing is no longer a what? Believer. If you stop believing, you're not a believer. And you don't get a break either. See, that's, that's my thing. How are you going to just get a break? Oh, he'll be back. The Lord will bless him. He'll, he'll come back on in. He went out and got on drugs, just went crazy. Oh, but he'll be back because he sat in that chair. And, and uh, when he is old, he will not depart. Now, when he's young, he's a fool. But when he get old, that's foolishness. He'll take a break from Jesus. How you going to take a break from the Lord? I'm just tired, Lord. I just need some world. I need some world. I need some pride of life. Some lust of I Lord, I just got to take a break from you for now. I'll be back. What? If you stop believing, 1 John 2 and 19 wraps it up pretty well. One of my favorite scriptures wraps it up very well. This, oh, this scripture can preach. They went out from us. They left us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt what? Have con- no matter what happened, no matter how tough it got, they would have continued if they were really of us. But they left. That proves that they were never with us. Ever. They left to prove it. Because had they been of us, they would no doubt have what? Stay. So you don't take a break. Because you took a break, you just proved that you was never in it. Amen. God could have been, God could have been satisfied with celestial beings that were sometimey. I mean, he could have just let the angels, because that's how they were acting. Just sometimey. Some of them witches, some of them not. God could have, but he said, no. I'm going to make man in my own image. But I'm a make man and I want man to fall in love with me. That's what you're here for. So if you're going to go with the devil, then you could have, hey, there was no need of you even being here. A believer prays with the faith necessary to believe in and receive from God. A believer prays with the faith necessary to believe in and receive from God. One must first believe in order to come to God. This belief must remain in order for a person to be in Christ and his spirit to dwell within him. When we no longer believe that these things are so, they are not so in our minds. Because it is by faith that we abide in Christ. That is so plain and simple. When we no longer believe that these things are so, that we are in Christ then it's not so. When we no longer believe that we are in Christ, then we're not. Because it is by faith that we are in him. 
So faith makes it real. If you don't have faith, it's not real. Amen. Yeah. So it's the faith that makes it real. The opposite of belief or faith in Christ is a seared conscience. First John 2 and 24. Let that, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall what? Ye also shall what? Continue in. That's it. Did you just hear that? That is it. Let that abide in you that you heard from the beginning. And what you've heard from the beginning, if it remains in you, then you'll remain in the Son and the Father. Yeah, you'll continue in the Son and the Father if it remains in you. That belief. During prayer time, believers should repent of any sin that they have committed. Amen? During your prayer time, we do this. That's a cleansing. We don't have to do the Jewish cleansing. They used to have to get in water and cleanse themselves. Now we can just pray it. And we don't have to have that formality. We can actually pray that the blood of Jesus cover our sins, wash us in the blood of the Lamb. Just for things we may have done that we didn't know we did. Things that we may have done, things that we may have done to others, sins of omission, things we should have done that we did not do. We need to take care of that in our prayer time with God. Amen? Amen. And sometimes you need to go to people. Amen. Yeah, go to people and make it right. But go to God for sure. All sin, knowingly or unknowingly committed, should be confessed. Not to the priest, but to God. Because the Bible tells us for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He's not talking about just before salvation or before you start believing you're going to make mistakes and errors while you believe amen Amen? anybody been saved all year and no evil have you done you're going you're going to sing that amen you're a liar amen there's some things that you you may live perfect and never mess never mess up and ever make a mistake or anything but there's some things that you should have done that you probably didn't do We should also regularly confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Regularly. Amen. Confess that he's your Lord and your Savior. What does Lord mean? It means he's Lord. That means he's in charge. That means you line up with him. That means you do what he says. That means he is actively ruling over your life. And you need to say that every now and then. Especially when you're getting ready to do something boneheaded. So I can't do that because my Lord and Savior wouldn't like that. My Lord and Savior wouldn't like, that's not going to line up with my Lord and Savior. That's not going to fit what I've been commanded to do. I can't treat this person like that because that's not going to line up. I can't steal this from work. So we should regularly confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. He saved us from the wages of our sin, which is death. Romans 10 and 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? With the heart man does what? Believes unto rightness. But the mouth, with the mouth, he's just confessing what has happened in the heart. When we were reborn. 
We received the spirit of Christ. We became new creatures by believing in Christ and his redemptive work on the cross. So stating these things periodically in prayer helps strengthen our belief. Romans 10 and 9 is for you to pray periodically in prayer. Open it up and read it. That was not to get you in the church. That's because you're in the church. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. John 3 and 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he what? Cannot, will not see the kingdom of God. Summary! Salvation, or the lack thereof, determines what really happens to us in eternity. Can I say that again? Salvation is about after this life. Yes, it is. It is. So, we accept it in this life for the afterlife. Does that make sense? Yeah. When Jesus returns to judge the world, we will be literally saved from the wages of our sin. That's when he's going to judge us. Does that make sense? Amen. However, and this is a big however. However, believing unto salvation is what happens daily. When we believe on Christ, we live according to his word and walk in his spirit. There are many that pray the sinner's prayer, but only those that walk according to his way will be saved in the end. They can't get a lot of amens because they've changed it. The tone and the climate of the church has changed. It ain't about believing and living and none of that. It's about Romans 10 and 9. But I said that. Yeah, but did you do it? Did it cause you to do it? Because if you said it and believed it, it should have caused you to do it. You can't check out and then check back in. I no longer believe right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm believing some other stuff. Hey, see, I can't get amens on that. Yoga and all of that. Come on now. Come on now. You will raise up some demons with that stuff. So, you got to keep believing. Believing under salvation is what happens daily. When we believe in, on Christ, we live according to his word and walk in his spirit. There are many that pray the sinner's prayer, but only those that walk according to his way will be saved in the end. There are some that did not pray a popularized faddish sinner's prayer, but believe in, Christ, in Jesus Christ. And because they are walking according to God, they will be saved in the end. A Christian's life should bear testimony. Of Christ's redemptive work. Romans 10 and 9 describes what every true believer should do perpetually. We are all sinners saved by what? So we should continually pray to God for forgiveness of our sins. And never stop believing in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believing is active and ongoing. So we should continue to actively what? Believe. Believe. Scripture tells us, but he that shall endure unto the end, make it to the end, make it to the finish line, finish the course, stay the course, the same shall be what? Saved. Saved. Did this help anybody today?
Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you because we are believers that believe unto salvation. And God, I pray right now that you will help our unbelief. In times when things get tough and we don't feel your presence or we can't sense your presence or we feel you may have, you may be far away from us. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the power to believe, giving us your spirit in those times. Thanking you in advance. I pray, Lord, that in those times when there is unbelief or disbelief or hurt or pain that may cause questions, Father God, that we will not lose sight of our belief and our faith, but our faith will remain in those times. God, keep us believing and we will actively believe and produce works unto faith. Not that the work saves us, but works because we are saved. Father God, till the end, we believe that as long as we believe, we are sealed. And let that belief be perpetual so that it will make it to the end. In the name that is above every name, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www dot exministries dot com.